Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To avoid fainting, keep repeating. It's, it's only, only a podcast. podcast. It's, it's only, only a podcast. podcast. It's, it's only, only a podcast. podcast. Good afternoon, folks. Uh, we bring you a very special episode of the podcast with Cobb. Uh, this one we're doing as a special tribute to uh, a lost favorite for all of us uh, in honor of the late, great Roddy Piper, who passed away on last Friday. Uh, I guess we, we need to introduce each other. Uh, I'm Chris. I'm Joe. I'm Jenny. And I'm not even going to try to be funny this time because my heart broke when he passed away. Dawn. So, uh, our form of tribute, originally this is going to be uh, another usual episode that we hit on a related topic and uh, we were going to talk about uh, documentaries and stuff. Uh, but when this came up, uh, we couldn't pass up the, the moment and uh, the proper thing to do for tribute for uh, Mr. Piper. We're going to do a running commentary track as the four of us, uh, via Skype, do our best to keep in sync and watch They Live, uh, the awesome, awesome John Carpenter classic. So, uh, But before we get into that, uh, we're just going to talk a little bit about uh, Mr. Piper and what he meant to each of us in our own way. And uh, Don's got a uh, special eulogy we will be getting to as well. So uh, bear with us here for a bit, and then we'll be getting into the movie, folks. If you want to try to watch along with us, um, where we're queued for our films, once we start uh, into the commentary, we're queued right at the uh, Universal logo at the start of the movie. So anyway, um, who wants to start off? Anyone? Don't I'll jump off. in at once. <laughs> <laughs> I'll jump in. I mean, Go ahead. Yeah, it's... I. I admit, with the era that I grew up in, it's that whole thing as a kid that, you know, he's the bad guy. He's against Hulk Hogan. But now, to look back on Hulk Hogan, that's a whole other story. But <laughs> Piper was, you can, the one thing you can always say about the rowdy one is he never failed to entertain. He never ma- failed to make you laugh in some way. <laughs> uh, to watch the, uh, I watched the WWE Hall of Fame intro, uh, video that they put up as tribute earlier or back on Friday as well. And there's so many, so many great moments of Piper's pit. I mean, you get beyond the, the coconut to Jimmy, uh, to Superfly Snooka's head that so many people want to remember and talk about as well. But there's so many other things that happen in Piper's pit. Uh, my other favorite one was with uh, Robert Downey Jr. or Morton Downey Jr. and Brother Love. With the fire extinguisher, because because uh, mm-hmm. more keep blowing the smoke in Piper's face. <laughs> but 
there's so there's so many so many great things and um I was trying to remember two of one of the matches that one of the last ones I remember watching it was like the greatest collection on a VHS I used to have but it was a street fight brawl false count anywhere I think between him and uh Gold Dust Oh god yeah Holy shit the when I'm first watching that I'm like oh this is going to be cool and then when when he slammed him with, I can't remember if he hit him with a car or when he plowed him into the dumpster or something. I'm like, I'm like he slammed holy. him with the car into a dumpster. Yeah, and I saw that. I'm like, holy shit, he hit him. <laughs> that was you can't pull that punch. I'm like, this is going to be real. So, but that's what I mean. It shows the guy. The guy never failed to entertain, and then his film career and other things as well. And yeah, it's he truly, truly. Missed and only at 61. That is such a shock for someone so energetic and full of life to be gone suddenly like that. So there's my say. Yeah, it, it took me like completely by surprise. Uh, he was always my favorite growing up. Like my two older uncles were huge wrestling fans, and they got me into it at a fairly young age. But they loved all the good guys. The first time I ever saw Rowdy Roddy Piper. That was my guy. Like just the way he acted. Anytime Piper's Pit came on, I was glued to the television. Like the the guy was just a beast, and I loved him. And I kind of fell out of wrestling for a long time and didn't follow a lot of stuff he did after They Live. But I mean, he's done tons of stuff, and even up to like anti-bullying campaigns and things like that. I mean, he was just the best. Well, and I. You know, personally, I grew up watching wrestling. Like Joe, one of my uncles was very into the WWF back then. Um, and uh, I remember, that now, doesn't it? I know. It's like, oh yeah, that's that's better. That makes more sense. Um, but uh, I remember when I was a kid, it was like if he showed up, if you heard his entrance music, if you you know whatever. It was like, oh shit's gonna get real. Yes, yeah, as soon as you heard the, as soon as you heard the drums, yeah. it's like, oh, yep. it's like it's, oh, it's almost the equi- yeah, it's almost the equivalent of like Stone Cold's Breaking Glass. Yeah, you hear that that sudden, you know, and it's like, oh yeah. shit's going down. Yep, your it's inner like, child totally... jumps for joy and goes, hey. <laughs> yeah. you get those goosebumps, and you're just like, oh yes, oh yes, and he totally paved the way for all those badasses like Stone Cold later. Oh yeah, totally. So, Don. Okay. Um. Well, I had to give this one a lot of thought because I pretty much posted as raw as it could get the minute I heard the news because it took me so long just to type that little snippet because I was typing it through just massive, massive amounts of tears coming out of my eyes. You have to understand, folks, this happened on the day of my birthday. And this guy, I'm even tearing up now thinking about it. This guy, growing up, saved my life. The reason I say that is because when I was a kid, elementary school was okay, but I made a cardinal error and I said something that was construed wrong and I was basically a pariah and I was not to be talked to or approached for until 6th grade and then I guess everything smoothed over but fuck that noise anyway 
that's not the point of the story. Point of the story is when I entered junior high school, I became a target. And I was an easy target because I was big, not only height wise, but I, I'm, I've always been big. I've been ch- chubby, chunky, fat, obese, whatever you want to use the term for. I've been big all my life. And entering in to junior high school, I was the triple threat, meaning I was a tomboy. That's already odd to many people right there. I'm fat and I'm I'm big. So for whatever reason, a lot of kids would aim their whatever it is that makes a bully a bully. They would aim their angst, their anger, their frustrations with their own lives at me. I wasn't the only one by by any stretch of the imagination. But throughout junior high school, I was bullied unmercifully. It continued on a little bit into high school until I tried to assimilate, but for the most part, I was, I remember one specific day, um, it was back in shop class. They wanted us to, all the kids learn shop, you know, I guess making a metal dustpan is supposed to be educational. And I'm sitting in my desk and there's this kid, I'll never forget him. I'm not going to mention him here, but this kid came in front of my desk. Now, remember, I'm big, so I can't exactly have a quick escape for what's about to happen. But he stood in front of my desk, and he's reading my shirt, which happened to be a blue Garfield shirt that says, I live for Saturdays. And he looks at it and goes, so you live for Saturdays, huh? I'm like, well, yeah, as a matter of fact. And before I can finish the sentence... This fucker kicks the fuck out of my legs. From the knee down, he's kicking as hard as he can at both legs. And I couldn't escape it. That was the start. Between him and his buddies and my junior high school existence to the point where I had two options. Option one was I could fake being sick or let the stress make me sick, which is what ended up happening, or I could do the unthinkable. And I'm not proud to say the thought of extinguishing my life happened more than once because of these fuckers. One day, I just happened to turn on the TV well, I didn't turn it on. My my father did. And on TV was, oh, I can't even remember for what, what specific WWE brand it was. It was probably Superstars. But out came this guy for a interview segment. And he's standing there wearing a kilt, wearing this white shirt that said Hot Rod on it and He's just going to town and he's making these comments at these people that are like, bam, 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 bam. And I couldn't get over how quick-witted this guy was. Now, he was the bad guy. And it was just about the time 
he was engaging in a feud with Hulk Hogan, uh, Mr. T, for the very first WrestleMania. And as despised as he was, people are throwing shit at him whenever he enters the ring. He walked in there with the biggest smile on his face. Like, no matter what you say, no matter what you do, I don't give a shit. I'm here. Fuck you. And that, to me, was probably the beginning. I remember buying two magazines. One of them was... It was a thing of different wrestlers in different scenarios. Everyone in my family wanted... Oh, I want the Hulk Hogan one, or, oh, I want the Junkyard Dog one. I wanted the Piper one. Because he was standing next to this, literally, this hot rod with his bagpipes. And my sister looks at me and goes, you're not going to hang that up, are you? I said, why not? He's the bad guy. And it occurred to me that in technicalities, everyone loved... Hulk Hogan. And like you said, Chris, everybody loved Hulk Hogan. In hindsight being 2020, if you think about it, Hulk Hogan, whether it sounds appropriate or not, is, was no different than a bully in some essences. You can say he, he uh, comes and fights for your right like every man, but let's be honest, Hulk Hogan was a prick. True. Piper, on the other hand, yes, yeah, still is. Piper, on the other hand, what you saw in the ring was so far from what he was outside. The guy was a true family man. He loved his family. Now, granted, he all the wrestlers will tell you, he did have a wild side on the road, you know, but his main focus was his family. But let's fast forward. He was supposed to be at a uh, horror convention here, and he canceled last minute, and I was so devastated. I was just like, oh, I got to tell this guy. I got to tell this guy what he did for me. This guy saved my fucking life because I took the mantra, as, and I know it doesn't reflect to the listener, but I adapted the quick wit that he would have. Like if you would say something very perverted, I can in about five nanoseconds come up with about 15 million different comments for it and there goes the dog so son of a bitches way to ruin a moment juju anyway so he canceled and i was kind of bummed and i would go to his website and see the appearances and he's always either on the west coast or whatever and finally he is announced to appear at the motor city comic-con this year now, I had my choice. I could either see Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, in Niagara Falls, or Rowdy Roddy Piper at the Motor City Comic Con. I couldn't do both at that time. As much as I would have liked to, I couldn't do both. And I told Amanda, I said, I don't know which one to do. I want to, I want to meet both these people equally. And she goes, are you sure about that? And I said, what are you talking about? She goes, Piper means the world to you. You want to tell him. I said, 
well, you got, definitely got a point there. So I get my tickets. I get the early advance tickets for the autographs and all this stuff. My whole focus was I'm going to meet the hot rod. So he was running late. I did not – for once, I didn't give a fuck. Usually I get it really annoyed when people you know, are late for shit. I didn't give a fuck. I'm just standing there trying to get what I'm going to tell him in my head because I didn't think to write this shit down. And it's not until I, I get up like right – I think I was third in line, and I have to give my ticket to this lady, and I said, for a photograph with him, I already bought the ticket to have it professionally done. But I said, with my phone, I have to pay extra for that, right? And she goes, well, yeah. I said, okay, well, that's not a problem. I already got the, the one, so we're, 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 we're cool with that. So now it's my turn. And I said, sir, before I tell you anything, or before you sign anything, I, I have to tell you this. First, my boss wants me to have you sign this because <laughs> I was still nervous. And he's like, your boss? I'm like, well, he couldn't make it. He's actually working today, and he wanted to get an autographed picture for his father of you. And if you could just sign it, Happy Father's Day. And he goes, oh, that would be totally awesome to do. Not a problem. And he's signing. And he goes, by the way, tell your boss for me he owes you a raise. I'm like, I will do that. I doubt I'll see it, but I will do that. And he goes, so what's the second thing? I said, I got to tell you. You saved my life, sir. And he kind of looked at me for a second, and I said, you know, I told him the story I basically just related to you guys. And he looks at me, and this gesture often makes me feel uncomfortable. I didn't care. He reaches across the table, grabs my hands, looks at me and says, I'm proud of you, kid. You should be proud of yourself, too, because you didn't let the bastards get you. You're still here. That shows you how strong you are and how weak they are. Don't ever, ever forget that. You're beautiful, and I'm proud of you. What stopped me from crying, I have no idea, but I just did something that's very uncharacteristic for me, and that's I hugged him. I had to. Because like I said, I mean, you have to also understand, as much as I mentioned it was my father who turned on the TV, my father wasn't exactly much of a father for me. And I saw this man as more of a father figure than my own father, and I never met him. So I gave him a big hug. And he looks at me and goes, we're going to get a picture together. I'm like, but, 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 but she, she, she. And he goes, I don't care what she said. He looks at my cousin and says, are you ready? And I looked at the lady who I asked earlier. I'm like, he said, I, I have nothing to do with this. <laughs> so we take the picture. And it's I not, oh, I have to go meet Robert England, which that was cool. But that's not the point of this story. A few hours later, I'm now in line to get the professional picture done. And 
Sure enough, I walk up to him, and he's just beaming to see me. He goes, hey, 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 come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's, how do, how do you want to do this? I'm like, actually, sir, I would be honored if you would put me in a sleeper hold. <laughs> and he looks to me, he goes, you don't want a, a nice, nice picture? I said, Mr. Mr. Piper, you wanting to take your picture with me while doing autographs, that will be the nicest picture ever. I already have that. I would be honored if you would put me in a sleeper hold. And he's like, okay. And if you ever see the picture, I blot this man out. <laughs> you just see his head over my, my shoulder and his arms. My body blocks him out. And he puts me in the sleeper hold. And the guy takes the picture. And again, he takes my hands into his. And he, again, he just goes on and says how proud he was of me. And he's as he's talking, all of a sudden you hear, Next! <laughs> because the lady wants to rush all these people through. And he was stopping to talk more with me. And I said, sir, I, I understand she's got, we got to get this progressing along, but just know forever, I am thankful to you. And he goes, no, I'm thankful to you. And that was how we, we parted. So to find out <laughs> on a day I should be celebrating my birthday that the guy who meant that much to me passed away devastated the shit out of me and it wasn't until and th this is the first time I'm, I'm dropping this on you guys it wasn't until today that I realized this guy's going to be with me for the rest of my life I went on a walk with my sister this morning because we're building up to do this warrior dash building up to do this half marathon which my toes are killing me now but we pass under a bridge that we've passed many times in the last few weeks and this is the first time that this has been put there because this will show you the impact this man had someone spray painted and I'm not a big fan of vandalism but this was appropriate someone spray painted they live we sleep and I just stopped in my tracks and stared at it my sister's like what are you doing I'm like I have to get a picture of this she goes, why? I said, don't you know what this is? Vandalism? <laughs> I said, no. Well, yeah, but no. <laughs> Clearly, someone that's a fan of that movie and a fan of Rowdy Roddy Piper put this here because it wasn't here last week. And now all of a sudden, here it is. I'm like, this is from They Live. And he was in that movie. And she's like, holy shit, you're right. So it was, for the most part, at that exact moment, yeah, he may be gone. Yeah, he died on my birthday, which I guess from here on out, honestly, I'll probably be celebrating my birthday, but I'll also be celebrating his life as well that day. But it was at that moment I realized that guy's always going to be part of my life. He may have – I mean, people I know don't quite understand, until now probably, the impact that he had. Because I don't, I never met him until that day. But that guy was more than he was about more than a, a wrestler. He was more than the the 
greatest villain of all time, as they reported on WWE. That man was my hero. And he was way more than a hero. And for that, I will. I'll mourn him for the rest of my life. But I'm pretty sure he would have wanted me to continue on, too. So, Because he was proud of me. He was proud of me for, for surviving the bullies. And I'd hate to let the man down. So, even though no one can see this, I'm holding up a glass. And I'm just saying a silent toast to one Roderick Toombs. Affectionately, the Hot Rod. May he rest in peace. Hard to go on from that. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to bring bring the house down. I know. No, it's appropriate. Well, that's why we do it before the movie, because yes. then the movie is so. We'll bring, raise our spirits back up and honor the man well. Exactly. So, folks, um, after that very touching moving and uh, must have got a little humid in my room. My eyes are touch misty too. <laughs> Uh, it's, allergies. it's allergies. Yeah, now I need to feel the need Someone's to Someone's cutting the, onions. Yeah. Now I definitely need to put on the damn glasses. So with oh, that folks I'm on a bubblegum, yeah. damn it. Ooh shit. <laughs> I will say um just a quick shout out before we head into this that another one of my favorite bits of tribute I saw. Um there's one of the our uh, Irish Friends, I can't remember. Fred Fletch is actually Irish or in the UK. And anyways, he does very funny commentary things. But he put up a quote, uh, his statement says, uh, uh, from the viewpoint of Saint Peter, saying, "Hello, God, did I miss a memo or something? There's a wrestler and a lion at our gate. Did we suddenly upgrade heaven to fucking awesome level?" <laughs> There's an old saying, cheap brothers. You think we're just getting started? Saddle the ponies. Listen to me, brother. Saddle your pony. You bet. So, uh, following the tributes, there we are. I'm tagging in a little bit here because uh, we had to split the episodes, actually, folks. So, uh, this is going to be part one. Uh, it'll be our tributes for uh, Roddy Piper, and then uh, part two that will be released at the same time. So, go ahead and download both episodes. Is going to be our com our commentary track for uh, they live. So, uh, anyone else got any other words to throw in that we haven't? Other than uh, maybe some of his more infamous quotes that he said during his wrestling tenure. Oh yes, yes. Because he had quite a few. Yes, he did. And I gotta find out so there's gonna be some massive barking in, in about five, <laughs> ten seconds. So if anyone wants to go first, go right ahead. Hi, Amanda. <laughs> I would have to pull up a list because I'm trying to think of ones off the top of my head. 
Well, there was this one site I went to. Um, I, I would have to reword some of the ways they, they were phrased because whoever came up with this list obviously didn't study King's English. Um, <laughs> but one of the best ones he had on this list besides the infamous I came here to chew bubblegum and kick ass is I'm so quick I could spit in the wind, duck, and let it hit the old lady behind me. Yes. Must be the same site I just pulled up. <laughs> I think it is. A to Z quotes? Yep. Yep. I was pissing Vince McMahon off when the red on the back of your neck was diaper rash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, oh, yeah. of course, the, you don't throw rocks at a man with a machine gun. Yeah. And he kind of forgot. I don't know how I forgot that line. Sooner or later, everybody pays the piper. I think I'm going to spend most of my evening watching old YouTube videos of wrestling. <laughs> uh, just when you think you know the answers, I change the questions. <laughs> Such a great line. <laughs> I'm the reason Hulk Hogan lost his hair. <laughs> Let's see. My friends keep telling me I'm doing it with Mary Palmer. That's not true. I'm too busy masturbating to meet anyone new. Uh, I walked so You'll fast, I talked so fast, I could turn the light off and be in bed before it's dark. <laughs> and this is up there with, uh, you'll find sympathy between uh, shit and syphilis, but he had the, you'll find sympathy between in the dictionary between shit and suicide. Yeah. I don't need to know how tough I am to know how tough I am. <laughs> oh yes, I saw that clip the other day with the with George the Animal stealing Piper's pit. <laughs> Do you know you couldn't get a date with a twenty dollar bill taped to your forehead? <laughs> He's as strong as an ox, almost as smart. <laughs> I will say, and there it goes. I will say, as a kid, that's still one of those wrestling moments that uh, shocked me. That it broke. It finally it broke that barrier of like, wait a minute, George the Animal Steel can talk. When the the old Apple II C commercials, it showed him with the computer. <laughs> I'm used to seeing this guy chewing on turnbuckles, and he's sitting there and he looks at the camera and says, "It's so simple, even an animal could use it." <laughs> like what? He just blew my seven year old brain. <laughs> Uh. But he, there's one that didn't make this cut, but he was addressing it to uh, Mr. Fuji. He goes, short, bow-legged penguins should never mess with polar bear. <laughs> and considering I polar plunge, I figured that was appropriate. <laughs> Ric Flair, the Slim Whitman of pro wrestling. <laughs> uh. Oh, man. Oh, here he comes now, the May West of professional <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> I wonder who he addressed that one to. Probably Adrian Adonis. Probably, yeah. And, you know, I remember as, um, I think I was in 7th, no, 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 ninth grade, when WrestleMania three was at uh, the Pontiac Silverdome. And my mom got me, my sister, and my brother the tickets to go. And I just remember, you know, being up in the nosebleeds uh, section and just be like, this is going to be his last match. No fucking way. This could be his last match. And we got there and I bought myself a Georgie Animal Steel poster 
because I liked him too. Mm-hmm. And I bought myself the hot, the original Hot Rod T-shirt, and I just remember being so angry at my dog because he chewed a hole in the side of it. Oh. And it took me oh. years, years to get a new one. And I actually wore that uh, Hot Rod shirt during the Detroit Free Press Half Marathon last year. And a lot of people saw it were, were like, Hot Rod! Like, actually, right now, I feel like a broken-down VW Beetle, but thank you! Huh. Hey, you trying to make... You try making love to a complete stranger in a hostile mutant environment and see how you like it. I definitely need to watch Hell Comes to Frogtown. <laughs> oh, I watched it uh, Friday night after they live. I'd never seen it before. I thought I had. Maybe mm-hmm. I watched the very, very beginning of it, but I didn't remember any of the end. And it's um, it's something. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely it's a product of its time. It, it, yeah, it, it's... Yeah. Uh, it is available on Hulu. Yeah, <laughs> I got it yep. queued up on my list. So. Yep, same here. <laughs> I mean, uh, the, the premise for anyone that doesn't know without spoiling anything really is there's been like a nuclear disaster. A lot of people are sterile. Mostly men are sterile. So if you happen to be a fertile man, game on for any woman who can carry children and he happens to be a game on type situation <laughs> and they play that up over and over again. And it's beyond hilarious. Uh, well, anything else to add at the, at this or should we wrap her up now, folks? Yo. <laughs> Sounding good. So, uh, you can catch us all over on our podcast page on Facebook for the podcast macabre. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter at underscore duckman underscore and uh, hit me up on my own Facebook page if you want to. Plus my blog, uh, Making It Through the Middles, over on uh, blogger.com. And there are some, uh, it's mostly weekly posts really regarding my workouts and stuff, but there is definite horror related stuff on there too to, to look up and enjoy and comment on. Nice. You can catch us on Twitter at podcast macabre. You can catch me on Twitter as well at that Joe Myers. I'm at tattooed underscore Jenny on Twitter. Um, I'm on Facebook too. If you do want to follow me or whatever on Facebook, just shoot me a message. Let me know who you are and why you're follow like why you want to be my friend. Stalker, um, stalker. Yeah, you exactly. You look pretty. You're cute. <laughs> Um, I like you sure got a pretty mouth. <laughs> I also have a um, a blog that I haven't worked on in a while, but I got a request from a couple of different people to kind of start it back up again. So I'm hoping to Sweet. in the next week or so. And that is snarkattack101.wordpress.com. <laughs> I love the name. I love the name. And how about you, Don? Me, you can find me on the couch this week because <laughs> I'm on I'm on vacation and enjoying it. But you can usually find me on the rare occasion on Twitter at bullyandgoal71. I'm usually playing stupid Facebook games and posting goofy pictures on Facebook. And much like Jenny said, I've had a couple of friend requests. No idea who they are. So again. You have the capability. You have the technology at your fingertips. I suggest, please, 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 
Use it. Identify where I might know you from. It's not like I'm trying to be snobby. It's just I do have that occasional instance where somebody might want a friend request me, and I'm really at that, you know, fingers in the cross. I'm going, no. (laughs) So please identify yourself. Where do I know you from? Were we in school? Do I have to look in a yearbook to see if you were an asshole or not? Something like that. Just identify yourself. So with that, folks, uh, be sure after this, tune in to and queue up They Live if you want to watch along with us for our commentary episode uh, that's coming up right after this, at least for us. It, well, it's already a done deal for us, but it could be right after this for you if you're prepared. And we suggest you be prepared. <laughs> so <laughs> until next time, folks, I've been Chris. I'm Joe. I'm Jenny. And I was rowdy before Rowdy was, pardon me, I was rowdy before Rowdy was cool. Just fuck that up. But forgive me, Mr. Piper. (laughs) Dawn. So, uh, you will be missed, sir. And thank you for the years of entertainment. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Oh, shit. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.